Welcome to the Rock Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today. Rock Church is located on Harrison Avenue between Mulford and Perryville Roads in Rockford, Illinois. Today, our message is brought by one of our associate pastors, Dan Kohler. Good morning, Rock Church. And I want to just reach out. If you're watching us, you're not part of our regular family, thank you for tuning in today. We're just delighted to have you as part of our family today, and we just welcome you today. And I hope that the word ministers to you uh, as it does to me each time I, I open the book and read God's word. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name and to hear your word. We pray, God, that you would put an anointing upon the word and the speaker, that, Lord, you would bring forth your truth, and that, God, you would instill in us a new vision and a new hope and a new outview for uh, for tomorrow. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our text this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 12. Beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The writer to the Hebrews encouraged us to run the race that's marked out for us by fixing our eyes on Jesus. He goes on to explain that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. In other words, our faith begins and ends with the person of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you remember freshman English in high school, but I do. And that's when they tried to teach us how to diagram a sentence. Not my particularly favorite subject. And as we look at this passage, though, we can't help but notice that when the author says, let us run, we have to look at that word and we have to see that that's an action verb. It requires a response. It, it, it requires that we literally do something, which means that the participant is fully committed to the race. I think sometimes we've taken this race and we've relegated it to something that's intangible. Faith can be elusive at times and yet most definitely evident in our quest for Perseverance. Quest for perseverance. It's an important part of our discipleship. We're living in some unprecedented times as the term has been used so often. Never in modern history have we witnessed such an erosion and upheaval of ethics and, and things in our society. And I think the prophet Isaiah prophesied about our current situation in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 where he said woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter 
How do we, how do we live a life of an overcomer in an ever-changing environment? How do we maintain our quest for perseverance when the ground on which our society stands is as stable as shifting sands? Ever-changing reminds me of a beach that we would visit when we lived in Hawaii. The name of the beach was Magic Sands Beach or Disappearing Sands Beach. It was just south of the town of Kailua-Kona. And we would have to drive by it every Sunday morning on our way to church. And it was the only white sand beach on the entire big island. So it was really unique. But something unique happens to that beach with some regularity. When a storm is coming in off the Pacific Ocean and the swells or the waves begin to get big and come rolling in, the sands literally disappear. The storms pass in the seas, wash out the sand into the sea. But an interesting thing happens. When the seas calm again and the tides are normal, the sands begin to reappear. Otherwise, when they're gone, there's just nothing there but barren lava rock, black rock. But this beach is also something more than just a changing sands. It's a very special place for the Hawaiian people. Its Hawaiian name is La Oloa, which means very sacred. On a point of lava rock is the foundation of an ancient temple. After it was discovered, a stone monument is now in its place. It's interesting that this place that is ever-changing, there is a rock that is solid, sacred, and never changes. We live in times that the tides are constantly changing. Like the Magic Sands Beach, life for us is in this constant state of flux. Life has become anything but normal. There is little or no consistency to life in our society. One day our life can be beautiful and peaceful as the white sand on a tropical beach setting. The next day in times of adversity, it can resemble the barren lava rock exposed by the disappearing sands. The pandemic has left a good portion of our society gripped in a spirit of fear. The good news, though, is we have a constant that is far more powerful than the ancient temple that sits on the point of lava. He is the rock of our salvation, and his name is Jesus. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, The winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on a rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. That was Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27. The storms of life 
can come and go more frequently than the disappearing sands of Kailua Kona. Adversity and temptation are driven upon us like the rain-soaked winds and waves of the Pacific Ocean. In the past few months, we've experienced an unprecedented time in our society, in our nation. It's not about the closing of our churches. It's not about the riots and lootings in our cities. It's not about government officials exceeding authority. It's about the spirit of fear that swept our nation. It's literally paralyzed people. In our quest for perseverance, we have a hope that is not only placed upon the rock, but it also acts as an anchor for our very soul. The Hebrew, the writer to the Hebrews in chapter 6 wrote, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We have this hope as an anchor in these ever-changing times. At times like this, as Christians, that we become and begin to be the overcomers. I'm not saying that we should disregard practical measures to minimize the possibility of infection. What I'm saying is that we not give in to hopelessness and anxiety that has gripped our nation. In view of uncertain times, it is the perseverance of a disciple of Jesus Christ that shines in the darkness. It is a light that comes from faith in Jesus Christ that drives out the shadow that the enemy would, of our souls would try to cast upon us. It's important that we guard our hearts. That we not give in to the circumstances that surround us. In Luke chapter 18, Luke records Jesus' word as he tells the parable of the widow that came before an unjust judge. And because of her persistence, because of her perseverance, the judge finally rules in her favor and gives what is due her. Jesus goes on to tell the disciples that if that judge relents because of the widow's perseverance, how much more will our Heavenly Father do for us when we come before Him persevering in prayer? Perseverance in prayer will have its effect. It reminds me of the story of a stonecutter. There was a, an author who lived in the 19th century by the name of Jacob Rees. So you have to put this in the context of the 19th century. And he made this observation about the stonecutter. He said, when nothing seems to help, I go and look at the stonecutter hammering away at his rock. Perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing. Yet at the 101st blow, it will split in two. I know that it was not the blow that did it, but all that had gone on before. That's what perseverance is. It's all that's gone on before, and now it has its effect. And the same is true for us today as Christians. The quest for perseverance requires patience. It's imperative that we trust Jesus even when there's pain 
And even when the process seems to be taking so long, even in those times that seems as though God isn't speaking, that perseverance bears its fruit. God honors those who wait on Him. Isaiah 40, verse 31, very familiar passage to all of you. But those who hope or wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Perseverance requires more than us sitting idly by and and waiting for God to do something, waiting for God to do some wonderful transformation in our lives or in our situation. It requires an active participation on the part of the character being developed. The Hebrew word for wait means to eagerly expect, to anticipate, to position yourself to be able to respond. That's what we need to do when we persevere. We need to position ourselves so that we can respond to what God is doing. I think that what we should do is change the waiting to more of a, shall we say, actively pursuing Him. I'm not suggesting that we give up waiting on God and being patient for Him to transform our lives. But I think sometimes... We get so good at waiting that we fail to act, and we never act. We can't wait till everything is perfect in our lives before we start to act. We can't wait until everything is perfect to begin to live as a person of faith when our basis of our faith is our hope in Jesus. I remember years ago I met a young man many years ago. He was in his 20s, and it was obvious that he really loved Jesus. And I asked him what he was doing, and he said, well, I come to the park every day, and I read my Bible, and I'm just waiting on God. I have a call on my life. And I said, really? I said, well, what are you doing to fulfill the call? Are you you planning to go to Bible college? Are you... you looking for a career, or, or what, what's your plan? And he said, no, he said, I quit my job. I moved back in with mom and dad, and I just come to the park every day and read the word and pray, and I'm waiting for God to do something. He obviously loved Jesus, but he was totally misguided in what it meant to wait on the Lord. Paul, writing to the Ephesians, encouraged encouraged them and us to persevere in prayer. In Ephesians 6.18, he says, Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I want to tell you, our time here on earth is exceedingly short seems to come to an end just when it's beginning. On the 22nd of this month, it will be one year since my wife Judy passed. We were married 51 years. 
but it seems like yesterday that we loaded all our worldly possessions in a 4x6 U-Haul trailer and we began the adventure of a lifetime. After we were born again, we took steps of faith that God, if God didn't show up, we'd fall flat on our faces. He never failed us. Life is too short for us to waste even a single day. Again, the writer in Hebrews says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. I want to assure you that each and every day is special. Every, every day has the, the ability and, and the, the potential to hold something new and wonderful in God. That each day is a, is a precious gift. And each day is a day for us to take the opportunity to step out in faith and to walk with Jesus. You never know what the day holds. You never know what's going to come your way. I remember one day when we were in Chiang Mai, Thailand on outreach. And we were in the city square and the kids were all singing and dancing, praising the Lord. And I struck up a conversation with a gentleman next to me. And as we talked, I came to find out that he and his wife were Christians. But I also found out that he was a professor at the University of Thailand in Chiang Mai. When he found out I had a degree and and a background in agriculture, he asked if I would come and speak to a group of his graduate students on the following day. It was special. I never anticipated something like that happening. And yet it was so special to be able to go and and go to the university and speak. And then the professor and his wife invited us into their home. And they made lunch for Judy and I and the kids. We spent the rest of the day in Christian fellowship with these people that we had never, ever seen before and we've never seen again. We'll see them again though in heaven. But each day holds the potential for God to do something, to do something that is beyond the ordinary in your life. When God is at work in your life, you never know what the next day will bring. Life as a Christian holds the possibilities of incredible adventures with God. When we are persistent in our prayer life, walking with Him, He opens opportunities that would be improbable at best. As I stated earlier, the brevity of life is all too certain. Don't ever save anything for a special occasion. Every day that you're alive is a special occasion. Every new day is a day that waits to see what God will unfold in your life. Every new day is a new opportunity To live with perseverance regardless of what's transpiring in the world around you. You were created to be a person of faith. You were created to be a person who perseveres despite what's going on in the world around you. The quest for perseverance for a Christian requires an active faith. 
as a result of that faith, we have a peace with God despite what may be surrounded by. Romans 5 tells us this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. We have a hope. Perseverance produces hope. You know, life may be a jungle full of disappointments. Times might be hard and people demanding. But never forget that life is special. All of life. That means the pleasurable days as well as the painful days. Days that seem insignificant and boring as much as the days when we receive a promotion or we win a marathon. Every single day is special. The quest for perseverance requires us to live every single day as a special day. The question is, Do we really believe it? Do you believe that today is special? Do you believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? You know, it's precisely at times like this that in perseverance, saints will prove that God is real and that he answers prayers. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let, me, let us not give up praying for God to rise up in our nation once more. Let us not give up to the new norms of society. Let us pray with all perseverance that we would once again or still be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Let us fervently pray that the neighborhoods of our cities that have been the scene of riots become the epicenters of revival. Let the church of Jesus Christ rise up and be the church. With perseverance, we will see the power of God. We have this assurance that if we persevere in prayer, that God will hear us and answer us. We should never give up. We should never acquiesce to anything that is contrary to our faith and the word of God. I like what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brother, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Once again, our text in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Church, let us not lose heart in times like these, for this is the time for the church to rise up. This is the time for us to persevere in faith and hope, believing and praying that God is going to do something in our nation that is consistent with His character, and that, Lord, we can look to You and see great things happen in our cities. I'm believing for God to move in our cities. I'm beginning to, I'm believing for God to literally make these sites of, of writing sites of revival. That we will see an outbreak of people coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and the power of God to move in, in powerful ways that no man can deny that there really is a God. I just ask you to pray with me for that, to believe for that, to persevere in that, and to hold fast to your faith, not to give up, not to despair, but to hold strong, to run the race with endurance, to persevere, run with perseverance. And I ask you to do that in Jesus' name. I just ask you now, if uh, you're watching and maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Maybe the things I'm talking about are something that you really question. Where's he coming from? Well, it comes from knowing Jesus personally, having that relationship with him. And he takes his word and he causes it to come to life and to, and to bloom. He desires to have a relationship with you today. He desires to know you personally and for you to know him. And I'm asking you today, if, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, would you take a moment to do that right now? Would you ask Jesus to come in to forgive you for your sins? To come in and not only be your Savior, but to be the Lord of your life. You see, being a Christian means more than just saying a simple prayer. It means now that I've made a decision to look, live a different way. And that different way enables us to have the power to persevere. And so let me encourage you today, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, would you do that this morning? And maybe, maybe you have done that at one time or another, but you haven't been walking with him lately. I just want to say Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling, and he's calling your name. He wants you to come back to him. Would you do that? Would you take a moment just to bow your head right where you're at, in your, your living room, your den, wherever you're at. Just bow your head. Ask the Lord to forgive you and to come into your life once again. We live in unprecedented times. And it's in times like this we really need a Savior. We really need the Lord in our lives. 
And I just ask you to, to make that commitment today. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Maybe you're unemployed or sicknesses in your house or can be any number of things. I want you to know today that Jesus is there for you. He loves you and he cares. And I just I just want all of you now to just bow your heads and I want you to, to pray with me. Lord, we come before you now and I lift up each and every person that's watching today. For those that are asking you into their heart for the first time, I pray that you would bless them and I pray that you would make yourself so real to them. And for those that are rededicating their lives, Lord, that you would refresh them with your spirit, pour out your spirit upon them. And I pray for those that are facing difficulties, whether it be illness or financial or whatever. Lord, I, I pray today that you would begin to minister your grace to them. I come against anxiety and worry and fear in the name of Jesus Christ, and I bind those powers. And I pray that the peace of God that passes understanding would guard and keep each heart and mind in Christ this morning. Lord, I pray that you would encourage people today. You'd build them up. Jesus, you said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. That's a promise that we have, and it's, it's, it's a tangible peace that comes into our hearts and into our homes. And I pray that that peace would come upon each and every one that's watching right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just, I just feel your spirit moving, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing today. I thank you for the love that you're pouring out upon this congregation. And Lord, I thank you that we are not a people without hope we have a hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in whose name we pray Amen Amen God bless you let me just leave you with this blessing as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians or excuse me Romans 15 now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We hope this has been a blessing in your life, and we look forward to having you joining us in person for a service soon. Our service times are Thursday nights at 7 o'clock and two services on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. God bless you.